Good morning, everybody. I won't make you say it again like Chris did. Um, Let's open to John chapter 17. We're going to continue in Jesus' prayer. In, uh, excuse me, some of the things that Jesus prayed about in the beginning uh, uh, messages we looked at in this this chapter here, he prayed uh, about eternal life and the glory of eternal life and that eternal life is that we would know the father and that we would know his son Jesus he prayed for our protection in the in this evil in the this evil world that we're we're in protection from the evil he prayed uh, we looked last week we prayed he prayed for our unity that we would be united together and and how good and pleasant it is for the people of God to be united. We talked about the fact that we unite around the truth, the, the truth of the word of God around the cross and the resurrection, and, and that, that the, the world is watching us to see what, what really we are all about, to see what if there really is any love there, which is our deepest need, really. And I, and I also noted that, you know, we are contending together for the faith of the gospel, that we, we stand together. And that, that kind of comes into what we're going to look at today uh, as well. Uh, today, we're going to look at verses 14 through 17, and, and we're going to pick it up there. Let's, let's read uh, together here, John chapter 17. Verse 14, he says, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. We looked at that. Verse 16, they are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. This, this is where we get the phrase, you know, in the world, but not of the world. What, what Jesus is talking for his people that he says they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world, Jesus is saying. And, and so uh, I want to look at that idea in the in the theological word, if you, if you will, is sanctification. How many of you have heard that word before? Sanctification, and, and, and what that basically means, a big word, but basically means to be set apart. That's just the simple uh, statement. It's, it's to be set apart, and, and it, it talks about being set apart for sacred use, or, or to be set apart to God, to be consecrated, and, and it has this idea of being made holy as well. So, so really, this, this idea, and I, I want to talk about this for a minute, it kind of comes in three phases, if you will. Uh, the first one is where we stand, or they call it positional. The second one is uh, progressive, or what we experience in our lives. And the third one is ultimate, ultimate sanctification. So we, so we have these three, that, and and. and I'm going to make it as simple as possible. The first one, uh, this position of where, of where we are and who we are, 
uh, sanctified, we are set apart, and this is a once forever thing that God does, okay? It's once and forever. We're separated unto God. This is the work of God that, that he does in our lives, and we are born again. And this is a, a work. In, in, in Hebrews chapter 10, it says this, By this will of God, we have been sanctified, set apart through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Once and for all time. You and I, those that are his. Now, Jesus, keep in mind we're speaking about those that are his. We're not talking about the whole world, but we're talking about those who are true believers. So there's this thing that takes place, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Anybody know what that says? Very good, Kelly. Good job. 2 Corinthians 5.17. You know, we are a new creation. If we are in Christ, we're a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. Something has taken place. And we have been set apart forever by God, you see. That's the first, first thing that, 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 that has to happen. The second thing is, they call it progressive because it's progressing, you see. It's also called experiential because it's something that's taking place in our lives. Positionally, we are there, we are, we are sanctified, set apart forever by God. But, but do we always see that in our daily lives? Is that something we experience in our daily lives? The, the truth of this is this, this, this part of being sanctified or being set apart is, is that we are being changed. We are changed. We're a new creation. But in our experience and in our daily lives, we are being changed. It's something that's taking place. Our lives are becoming more and more set apart. Or that's what they should be, you see. We're, we're, we're on that process, that path of, sanct of being sanctified or being set apart. Little by little, those that belong to Jesus Christ are, are becoming more like Jesus. You see, this is what... This is what the process is of, of being sanctified. So we're sanctified once and for all. In another verse in Hebrews, a couple of verses later, it says in, in chapter 10, verse 14, he said, For by a single offering he has perfected for all time, who? Those who are being sanctified. So you, you can actually see it in this verse both both are true. We are perfected, we're set apart for all time, but we're also in the process of being sanctified. We're in the process of being sanctified, you see. We are, God is doing this work on, in us. Philippians chapter 1, 6, anybody know what that says? Kelly does, I'm sure. Does anybody else know what that says? Philippians 1, 6. Kelly? Okay, being confident of this, that, that he who began a good work in you will complete it. He's going to take it to the day of Christ Jesus. So God has started this work in us, you see, but it's ongoing. Part of it is complete. The part where we belong to him, we're going to heaven, we're born again, we're saved, we're safe. That's complete. But there's still some work that's going on in your life, in my life as believers. Do you know that to be true? 
Paul in Philippians says, you know what, I have not arrived. And he'd been a believer for, you know, and this is Paul the Apostle now. For 25 years, he says, I haven't got there yet. I, but I'm pressing on, I'm going for it. I want to press on toward the prize, the mark. And so there's, there's this work that's taking place in us. And, and so don't, you know, sometimes we get discouraged. Well, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not like all together. I don't have it all together. I don't, you know, I, you know I'm not there. But God is doing this work. You know, it's a gradual, it's a, it's a, it's a progressive work that he's doing to make us more like Jesus to, to you know, where we're more set apart for him. And then, and then the final one is this complete sanctification. And, and, and that's when it kind of all comes together. It's this permanent thing. And that's, that's what's going to happen when we see Christ Jesus face to face. It's all done. When we reach heaven. Look, look at verse 24 there in chapter 17. Jesus, he refers to it here. He says, Father, I want those that you have given me to be with me where I am. And to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you love me before the creation of the world. So there's this, there's this ultimate or permanent or complete sanctification when, when we're going to be in the very presence of God. And, and until then, we, you know, there's still this work taking place in us. Now, there is, uh, I'll just mention, there is this you know, uh, teaching you know, that, that this is kind of attainable in this life, that you and I are going to reach this kind of stage where we don't sin anymore, where we've got it all together. Any of you think that way? Uh, there, there are people who kind of believe that and they teach that, you know, but uh, I read this and I like this. It says, if you think you have, it says, uh, you'd be well advised to ask your spouse or friend might be surprised at how blinded we can become. Be, ask your spouse or your friend, do you, do you see me as having arrived? <laughs> Let me ask you that question. Do you see me? Is that, never mind. I don't want to hear the answer to that. But one day, one day, we're going to be there, and it's all going to be done. Back to, to verse 14, Jesus said, he, he gave them your word. Now, uh, now, I want to get back to this phrase again, that we're in the world, but not of the world, right? Okay, we're, we're sanctified, but we're also being sanctified. We're set apart, but we're also being set apart. There's this work that's taking place in our lives. So, so we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We're, there's something going on in our lives as believers. We are, we are set apart. For him, by him. Jesus says, I've, I've given them your word, but the world has hated them. And I, and I, and I kind of see in you know, this, the, these two words, word and world. And we're going to see in seven, verse 17 how those kind of play together. But he says that, that the world's hated them. He's already said that before. But the world is, is, is this group or this system that's hostile to God and that's hostile to God's people so those that are set apart that belong to God you know the world doesn't love the people of God 
It says he hated them. And it, is it any different today? I think it's getting worse. Our country used to, I think we've been blessed for so long, we just took it for granted. But things are getting worse. Scripture will at some point be deemed hate speech. In fact, cross the border into Canada and it's already happening. This is just across the border now. Where what the Bible teaches is hate speech. You can't say that. You can't quote that. Don't expect to be loved by the world. Are you willing to stand up and to contend for the faith of what God has said in his word? Are we willing to do that? We need to stand together. But Jesus said it already in John 15. If you belonged to the world, it would love you as its, as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world. I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. That's a strong word, but, but that's really what... What he's saying, that's what Jesus said. If you belong to me, the world is not going to love you. Why? Because, because his people are not of the world any more than Jesus was of the world. And they, they, what did they do to Jesus? They crucified him. They hated him enough and they crucified him. This is what the Bible's teaching. And, and again, some of the difficult things that, that Jesus talks about. Uh, are we willing to, to stand up? Are we willing to hold on to our faith no matter what the cost is? Are we in the world but not of the world? Are we just like the world around us? Maybe we're not really one of His. If, we, if, if nobody can tell the difference between me and the rest of the world, there may not be anything happening in my life. I may not belong to Him. But Pastor Chuck said this, he said, I am not of this world, I am not to live like the world, think like the world, act like the world. I am different for I am a child of God. I have a different nature, a different Lord, different goals, different citizenship, different thinking, and different destiny. I'm not, I am not of this world, he said. And for all, for all of us as believers, that is really what the case. We have a different destiny, and, and it, should, it should be part of who we are, and it should be kind of apparent. John said in 1 John 2, he said that, that all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, he said is, is not of the Father, but is of the world, those things. And, and, and our society is like that. I mean, you couldn't sum it up any better than that verse there. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. We, we have gotten so far away from a simple faith and, and belief in the creator. The unbiblical things that are, that are sweeping, that are, that are you know, rushing into our society... Uh, that are becoming that that have been accepted and and you know uh, just the 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 marriage you know that God has created you know you just need to go back to the book of Genesis and, and find out this is what God says in Genesis two twenty four man shall leave his father and mother and be united to his wife they shall become one flesh this is what God has ordained you see 
But we can come in and say, well, we don't believe any of that and we can kind of do whatever we want to do. This whole gender uh, confusion that's going on in our world today. Genesis chapter 1 says that, that God created them what? Male and female. God did this. But we're going to come in and say we know better. You see, that's why the scripture is going to become hate speech. If you just read what it says, this is what's happening. This is the reality. Abortion. The immorality of our society. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Is not, these are not of the Father, but of the world. One man said this, they didn't fit in with the world's scheme of things. They didn't fit in. There should be a sense where you and I, you know, as true believers, we just don't really fit in. It's like we're here, but we don't really like, you know, it, there's something that it just doesn't click with us. And that's okay. Jesus, that's what he's saying here. That it, It's okay because... Because we, we do have a different destiny. We do have a different future. We do have a different nature, as Pastor Chuck said. We have a different Lord. And it should be obvious. Someone gave this example of uh, a Christian is, is like a ship. And the ship is in the water. But when the ship is full of the water, what happens? Starts to sink, right? So, so we're, we're like ships and, and, and we're floating, we're in the water, but you know, when the water, when we get too much of the world inside of us, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt us, it's going to destroy us, we're going to sink spiritually. And that doesn't mean that you know, Jesus gets rid of us or anything like that, but, but we need to beware, be, be careful. Verse 15 here in John 17, he says, My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but protect them from the evil one. So we're not going to be taking out, uh, taken out. Our work is here. We're going to talk about that next week, that, that you and I have a job to do. Our work is here. We have work to do, and we will not be taken out until our work is done. You know... Um, I'll try to try to say this. Talking with Barbara, you know, when she just came to our house, she said, you know what, I'm tired and I want to go home. And I said, well, where's home? Because I wanted to know what she was speaking about. And she says, home is heaven with God's people. But a couple of days ago, she said, you know, I don't, I don't want to die. And she said, because I have work to do. And, and you know, that's just what she's feeling at that moment in time. But the truth is, you know, until our work is done, we're not going to go. But we need to be about the Father's business, like Jesus said. And, and you know, she's still here and she's still working, even though she's not up and around doing stuff. She's still working. She's working. <laughs> she's working on me. Big time. Jesus said it there in John 17, verse 16. He said, we are not of the world as Jesus was uh, not of the world as, as he was not of the world. We're his. 
We're set apart by him, for him. We are his. I want you to know that. I want you to understand that. I want you to know and, and that there should be a conflict between us and the world because it, we're not of that system. We're not hostile to God. We're not anti-Jesus Christ. We love him. We want to live for him. He's doing a work in my life. He's doing a work in your life. And, and it's okay that we don't fit in because we're not supposed to fit in. Verse 17, uh, what does he say? He says, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Sanctify again. Uh, so so we, we belong to him. We are his, but we're also being sanctified. We're, we're becoming more like Jesus, more set apart. There's this process that's taking place. And God himself is doing that work. He's, he's working that work in us. But notice Jesus points out in this verse that how is he doing that process? He's doing it by the word of God. He says to the Father, sanctify them, set them apart more and more by the truth. Your word is truth. Why do we talk about the Bible so much? Because it's, it's God's method. It's God's way. It's what, what he's given to us. It says in verse 14 it, that he gave his word. Verse 6 says, he gave his word, they obeyed it. Verse 8 says, he gave his word, they accepted it. God, this is God's gift to you and I. And, and, and so often, you know, it's, it's on the shelf. How does it change us? How does it sanctify us? That, you know, the, the word of God, it changes our thinking when we accept it, when we open it, when, when we allow it into our lives. It, it, the Bible says it renews our mind. There's a program on Saturday mornings uh, um, on WARV. I hear it sometimes when, I, when I'm uh, giving into my addiction to yard sales. Uh, but it's by a guy named John Del Ritchie. How many of you heard of this program? And it's called Word View. Because he's making a play on the idea of worldview. All of us have a worldview. Like how do we view the world? And how do we view, you know, what is going on in the world? And, and, and John Del Ritchie, he, he calls it word view. You see, our worldview is shaped by the word of God. Or it's shaped by the world around us. How we see things, how we function, how we look at things. This is what Jesus is saying here. Sanctify that, that our worldview needs to be shaped by the word of God, you see. It changes our lives as we obey it. How does it sanctify it? It changes our thinking. It changes our lives as we obey it. Many people have used this phrase. Uh, John Bunyan uh, had it in the cover of his Bible. He says, either this book will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from this book. And, and that is so, so true. Someone else said this, don't expect your life to change if your Bible gathers dust on some shelf. 
Again, this is God's method, what God wants to do. And, and so why do I talk about it? Why do I say over and over, do you, do you open the Bible at home? Do you, do you get into God's word? If, if you belong to him, he wants to, he wants to work in your life. This is his method, you see. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. He wants to get into your life and, and change and, and affect who you are and, and the way you think and the way you live. Why? Because you belong to him. You, you're set apart for him. That's what he wants to do. Psalm 19, going back to the Old Testament, it says, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple makes us wise. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. They give us joy. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. This is what God wants to do. He he wants to put his word into our lives. He says in that chapter, by them, the word of God, your servant is warned, and in keeping them, there is great reward. This is God's word. That's Psalm 19. Psalm 119, any of you ever read the whole psalm? I can't remember, I I did a a word, verse by verse study in that, and I can't even remember how many, it's 167, I think, somewhere around in there, verses. But it's all about the word of God. That's the subject of the longest chapter, the longest psalm. And Psalm 119, verse 9 says, How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. Verse 11, he says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. There's something about the word of God that that changes us, you see, as we hide it in our hearts. Ephesians chapter 5, husbands are told to to sanctify and, and cleanse their wives with the washing of the water by the word. Now, I'll point out that means living and sharing the word of God, not beating someone with the word of God. But, but the word of God has got this cleansing, this, this sanctifying, this beautifying effect, you see, in our lives. So we're being, we're once forever set apart to God. We're his, we're being set apart in our experiences and our lives, and then one day it's going to be all complete. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 13 that we are being transformed. We are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory. There's something taking place, and, and he's working on you. He's working, working, working on you. He's working, working, working on me to make us more like Jesus So you and I, let's wrap this up. We're in the world, but not of the world. But but we already saw that that Jesus said the world hates us. And Peter tells us later on that the world doesn't really want to let us go. He said this, that you spent enough time in the past doing what unbelievers choose to do. Living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, detestable idolatry. He said, they think it's strange that you do not plunge with them into the same flood of dissipation. They heap abuse on you. 
They, they think it's strange that you're not willing to do everything and anything that they think is okay. Following along, believing, even holding on to ideas that they say, well, these ideas are okay. We're, you know, we, we're, we're progressive. We've, we've, you know, we've moved on from the things of the Bible. But we are his. And we're set apart by his, by his word, by his spirit, by the, the offering of Jesus Christ. I'm going to close with this scripture in 2 Timothy. I had to put it on a couple of slides, three slides. He said, now, nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. It's, it's got to affect our lives, folks. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor, some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified, there's that word, and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. We can either, you know, be useless or we can be useful, sanctified, useful for the master if we're allowing this process to take place in our lives where God's changing me. We can fight against it. We can just, you know, jump into the world and, and that's called being backslidden. Or we can, we can go along with God's plan. He says in the next verse, flee also youthful lust, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. We, we pursue the things of God together, you see. Again, that's that, that unifying thing that we do this together. We are His. We're set apart forever, but He's also making us more His right here in this life through the Word of God, through the truth, and we, we serve Him, we follow Him together in the world, but not of the world. Let's pray together, shall we? Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. And, and, and it, it's hard sometimes in, in, in what, it's, what it's teaching us and challenging us and changing the way we are and the way we think. And, and sometimes we, we, we want to put it aside because we, we don't want to deal with it. But, but Lord, it's your way, it's, it's your method, it's your path, it's your truth that you are sanctifying us through this truth, the truth of your word. That when the world comes out with crazy, insane stuff, we can say, well, that's not the truth. That's not what God has said. That's not what the word of God tells us. And Lord, we can stand for the truth even though the world around us is preaching a different truth. But you are our Lord and you've changed us from the inside and, and you're working that out from the inside out. You're doing a work that is ongoing yet and one day, one day, one day we'll see you face to face and it'll be done. Complete. We look forward to that day but till then, Lord, we we humble ourselves and we say, Lord, I'm yours and I want to be more yours in my life, my daily life, how I live. 
how I think that people would see you in me. Lord, help us. Work in us, Lord. Get us back to your word. Keep us in your word, Lord. I want to pray as well as we close for any maybe that, that don't belong to Jesus. If that's you, 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 and you want eternal life, and you, you feel like you're lost and you know it, Jesus is calling. Jesus has his arms open and, and calling you to himself and saying, Come. Trust in what I did for you on the cross and, and, and accept and believe. Receive the truth. Receive his love. And receive him into your life and heart. And, and, and you can do that by simply praying and saying, Jesus, please, I, I am lost. I, I need you. I, I want you in my life. I, I believe that you died on that cross for me, for my sin, that you rose from the dead, defeating death. Father God, I... I pray for any maybe that are struggling with how they fit in this world. Give them courage, give them confidence, give them your strength, Lord, to keep on fighting. And one day, as Paul said, we can get to that, to that finish line and say with Paul, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. And there's now laid up for me a, a crown, a crown in heaven waiting. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's all stand and sing together, please.